I, James, founded and work for HPI, but do not represent them or any of their opinions. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 331 of the Furlough Bros Tech Podcast. Every week, we definitively answer one question about the future of tech. To do this, we take into account many factors, including the companies involved, the people working for them, their marketing, and of course, the technology they're developing. I'm Matthew Dean Furlow, and getting people excited about the future of Avenging is my brother, James Furlow. Yeah, I saw that latest trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Here's good news. Here's good news. Um, so I wanted to watch it with Jesse. Mm-hmm. and um, Eleanor was still asleep, but Samson was awake. So I just set it up on the coffee table. and was like, we're going to watch it. Uh, Samson was glued that to awesome. the trailer, just mesmerized by the entire thing. He's That's 14 good. months old. So I was like, this is a good sign. And just to test it, I put on another YouTube video, zero interest whatsoever, <laughs> just walked off. I'm like, all right, all right. So we know it's not just YouTube. We've got a budget buster. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's good news all around. That's that's really funny. Actually, I like that, man. I Yeah, yeah. I wish it would whine a little less. That would make it more enjoyable. But um, <laughs> yeah, Give it time, right? I mean, they... I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Um, he's, he's reached this new point where, like, that is his attention-getting strategy. Oh, so no. it's not a give-it-time thing. So um, we're, we're putting in... Um, processes and controls at, as we speak to try to curve that now what is now a habit and behavior but uh, I know I know it's, yeah. Those neural networks man they're, they're, they're dangerous they pick up on the patterns very quickly yeah yeah well and what's made it worse is now he like um, he's learned if he just does a normal cry we don't react so he just amps it up has oh. been his solution so he just starts <laughs> scream crying I'm like no this is not cool there's no technology to solve that little problem, no. unfortunately. But see, the good thing is he's not connected to the internet and in charge of our nuclear arsenals. So you know we're still safe. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But that is true. Um, but speaking of things blowing up, um, ah. this week we're gonna talk about Theranos. I think I'm saying that right. Um, there, they are a a tech company. The and. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind Fair of enough. like the, the bad guy in Avengers, right? No, that's Thanos. So there's, Thanos. so there's like an extra, there's like an extra R in there. Yeah. Um, but it's really close. So anyways, um, we're going to be talking about them because they had a little something happen this week and, um, they got in charge with, or got in trouble, I should say with the, uh, with the SEC, Oops, for massive fraud. And while we love companies that implode, I figured since we've kind of ignored them for the most part. Um, yeah, so we've been, we've <laughs> that's a great time. Part, pretty far out of our way to like not, not pile on on this show. And it's not that they haven't risen up to the level of our notice. It's just been eh, given, given some space. So yeah, I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready to I make. Feel, I feel like, I feel like now's the time to, uh, right, yeah, to it. get into it. So, um, I guess I, where we're going to start with is, so there are, um, there are seven specific things that uh, Theranos is, is in trouble for <laughs> with the SEC. Oops. And, um, and, and, and so we're going to kind of go through them. But, um, but if you're not familiar with them, the, the idea behind them 
is that um, they were once valued at over $9 billion. That's a lot of billions of dollars. That's a lot of billions of dollars. That's right. And um, they have raised $700 million. And um, according to the, S- the SEC, through an elaborate years-long series of lies and exaggerations. Oops. And... Um, yeah, kind of, kind of bad news. And uh, but the idea was that they said that they figured out how to test, how to, or I should say, how to run. That's the right word. How to run multiple blood tests, like hundreds of blood tests on just a few droplets of blood. All right. Because beforehand, like, I don't huge. know. If, yeah, I don't know if you've ever had like uh, had like a complete blood panel or something like built up. I got like, one coming up. There you go. They walk in with this big needle, they stick it in your arm, and then they just like, they, they pop in a vial, get some blood, pop it out, pop in another one, get some out, pop in another one, get some out, and they're all for individual tests. And it's not like some droplets. Like they're taking tablespoons. Um, I th- I, that feels right to me. It might just be like a tablespoon and a half, but like not drops, okay? That's what we're right, talking yeah, about. Significant. When, when it's all said and done, again, depending on how many tests you're going to get done, like you could have given up a couple cups worth of blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. And and even then they're not doing hundreds. They're they're doing tens of tests. <laughs> and so uh, so this is kind of like you said, this is a game changer, right? Oh man, we yeah, can just get a little bit of blood and we can just test everything at once. Awesome possum. So uh, that was the ideal. It's uh, the idea. It's red, it's red. It is lead by uh, a lady named Elizabeth Holmes. And um, it's hard to gauge how old she is. I don't know if it matters, but at, at matter. least to I my view, I mean, like she, she, she looks young. I guess that's why I'm like... She was a young-ish, not super young, but she was a young-ish um, female CEO of an incredibly exciting, hugely successful tech startup, essentially. She's, oh my gosh, this is crazy. She's as old as I am. She's, wait, how old am I? She's 34, we'll just say that. Oh yeah, yeah, she's, she was born February 3rd, 1984. She's like, she is, what is she's like four months younger than me. You know, she's not as rich as Zuckerberg, but you know, if she was, she's in that same class as a female CEO, like in the, you know, I don't, I, it's not, it's. Yeah. It, we're talking about her and no one's talking about me. Like, yeah, it's worth stating the fact that, that there aren't many. I, my net worth might be worth more than hers at this point. Well, yeah. But, um, but she's, walking, well, that's not walking up to. That is kind of the point. Um, <laughs> but she, but my point was, is that the, of, of bringing to the fact that she's, she's female is that like a lot of tech news really, she was a bit of a darling because she, yes. when you would have a panel of successful tech CEOs, it'd be mostly white males. And then you have this one female on there as this young, super successful CEO. And people were like, awesome, we got to have her on. So she got a lot of attention as a, for her company because she was doing something that not many women are doing, which is, you know. Yeah, running a multi-billion dollar startup slash company. Yeah. And um, doing some um, some amazing technology 
Yeah, so she got a lot of attention. Seemingly. Um, yeah, so it, uh, so it turns out that um, what I described, their technology, um, it, it, that didn't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, um, that's, the, that's the fundamental problem, is that it just it simply couldn't do what they said. So um, I, it's funny. I remember uh, it's the guy from, and uh, this is me not doing my research ahead of time. Good job, James. Um, he's uh, from um, one of the, the startup incubators, uh, Y Combinator. He, um, he writes some blog posts every once in a while, and he wrote one a couple years ago that was like, essentially it was a, he called it like fake it till you make it or like do it manually if you have to was his thing. He was like, there are a bunch of tech companies where you've got these ideas of how you can automate a process. And, and he kind of like, he kind of ran through like this, uh, this um, food delivery um, startup idea. Mm-hmm. And, and so he was saying like, you know, when you first get started, he was like, promise people that it's this, this seamless process where you order online and then they're going to get their food. Right. He's like, that'd be awesome. He's like, that's your promise. That's what you're going for. But he's like, just start it. But like, create a form that when someone submits it, you get an email <laughs> that yeah. you then, like through MailChimp, that you then open up and go, oh, okay, here's the order. Make the food and then go deliver it. He goes, boom, you're in business, you're making money, and most importantly, you're getting feedback. But from the user's perspective, what they're seeing is this web interface that right. feels like it's automated, but it's a highly manual process. And then he's like, and then what you figure out is, well, what's my bottleneck? I'm going to go automate that now. Right. And, and he's like, and then you systematically figure out what's important to the customer. We're missing this feature. Okay, well, let's add that. It's just a form <laughs> right, yeah. at this point. And he goes, and, and maybe they don't like that food. Hey, great, guess what? It costs you nothing to do this because you were doing it out of your own kitchen and it was a form. You didn't invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into this automated awesome idea when turns out everyone wanted Chinese food, not Thai food. Like, it's like you learn things like that. And he's like, and eventually you, you, you keep killing bottlenecks to the point where, Hey, guess what? This is now an automated business. All right. Really good. You know, a really good plan for a, for a food startup company. Or, or any company, any right, company. Is, yeah. is, is the idea. He's saying, make a promise, have a plan for how to get there, which I think is a critical part of it. <laughs> He's like, and, and by the way, by the way, the promise was, all you got to do is order your food online and we'll give it to you. Like, that was the promise. Not, and you didn't have to say how you're going to do it. You just said, this is all you got to do, right? And, um, and he's like, and at first, maybe there isn't a lot of great technology behind it, but eventually you can create that and, you know, and you're off to the races. So, um, I, so for this number one thing where, um, what they would actually do was, uh, this is Theranos we're talking about. This is Theranos now. Um, they made this promise. We can run hundreds of blood tests on just a few drops of blood. Cool. Awesome. Amazing. Well, even though they said they could run like 200 tests, it could really only do a dozen or so. And for the vast majority of its tests, it was actually using equipment that was already out on the market. Okay. So it was one of those where it was like, all right, we promised you if you just give us a little bit of blood, we will be able to provide you over 200 test results. I get that. And they were able to say, well, and and they didn't tell you this because maybe they don't have to. 
Well, we can't actually do that using this singular machine, but we can with our machine and using other people's machines. Right. Okay. So, you know, so we kind of get in with that, with the Y Combinator idea of like, yeah, it's a fake it till you make it. But if you do, if you say the right thing and you promise it in such a way where you're not necessarily saying it's all done on one amazing, beautiful machine, sure, you can get away with it. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is that is not worth $9 billion. <laughs> and, and so uh, what they did was they kind of took that, that, that next step and said, oh, no, 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 we're, we're, gonna do, we're doing it all with this one machine. Game over. And, and that is where the SEC really got into trouble because of like all these other issues that um, came up. Uh, that was number one. Number two is that they faked demonstrations when striking deal mm. with uh, one of its major clients. Uh, maybe you've heard of them, Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, oops. So um, they put these things called mini labs inside of Walgreens and Safeway stores. And um, it, basically it was, again, they were talking about when they did the demonstrations for the executives, uh, they said that all they put all the equipment um, you know, <laughs> how did, what did it say? It said they, they put, uh, she told her employees to put the equipment in the room where the guys were collecting blood samples from the executives. But instead of processing the blood on the Theranos machines, they secretly ran some tests on lab on equipment outside the lab. And so again, it was one of those where, and this is where they get in trouble was they said they were running it all on this one machine in the room. Yeah, it turns out they weren't. Um, that uh, Walgreens paid them a nice hundred, a cool hundred million dollars as an innovation fee to help them roll out these machines to their stores faster. Um, Matt, Matt, you can't see this, but Matthew's shaking his head right now. Just going, <laughs> oh man. Um, so it turns out Walgreens is suing Theranos. I'm trying to oh. seek $140 million to recover what they put into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I guess they said it was settled for less than thirty million, but still, um, they just were not super happy with it. Um, the The third issue that they had was um, they also gave investors fake demonstrations and misleading uh. information about its <laughs> clinical trials. Hey, man. <laughs> See, the question is okay. You know, I have a question, but before yeah, we, yeah, before we get into that question that I have. Um, I want to let you know who this uh, episode is being brought to you. Ah, yeah. Uh, This week's sponsor is Modern Medicine. It uh, saves lives, and it's pretty awesome. Um, So, you know, get out there. Most days. uh, Get some modern medicine and and make investments in your Get yourself some modern medicine. Yeah, and they're supporting this uh, episode. So if if you get modern medicine, we'll get a kickback on that somehow by you being alive, which is... And listening to this podcast. It's pretty good, so... We're okay with that. That's a, good out. That's a win. That's yeah. a win. Um, so it turns out faking wait, lab wait. tests wasn't... I, okay, so my question... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to know where it started. I want... Because it's like... You know, because uh, you know, it was the fake... You know, was it always fake it till you make it? Did somebody pitch the idea of, you know, we could combine all these tests to make it seem like this highly integrated thing? And that was always like... At that point, it didn't feel like it was you were really cheating because you were giving them something legitimate. Yeah. You were, you know, you were saying, "Yeah, we're, we're, you know, you, you know." I was. Um, by the way, I uh, I rewatched this YouTube video 
um, today with, with Jesse who actually originally shared it with me. And I was like, we just have to watch this again. Cause we had pizza for lunch and, um, and it kind of, it right around this, it was this, um, Barb, the pizza eater. If you have not seen that YouTube video, oh my it's, gosh. it's amazing. How about and, and one of the things he, give me your pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, and one of the things he goes, um, look, we, we only give money to legitimate businesses and she goes, Oh yeah, yeah. I legitimately love pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's trying to, yeah. yeah it's worth like, the, so you said the word legitimate and I was like, Oh man, it just totally reminds me of that. And it's, and it actually works for this. We'll link to that video in the show notes. It's totally worth watching. Um, <laughs> it's such a business idea. I will eat people's leftovers pizza. What? No, just hear me out. <laughs> um, but uh, so much that's so good about that. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I really want to. I really want to understand because you could. You could. You can see the logic, right? Because, like you said, it's, yeah, this is like a rabbit hole of lies where it started out yeah, pretty yeah. nonchalant. Oh yeah, we'll be able to figure this out. Yeah. And then, like, oh, once you do, give me a call. And somehow it was like. Yeah, we can provide these You're, tests for you. You see, the thing is, is that the user who's ordering food from your new food startup isn't supposed to be see behind the curtain, but the investors are. So it's the question yes. is, at what point, did, what was the first time that they decided to not show the, to just do the example that they showed? Do you get the sense that like, they always felt like they were just on the cusp of solving it? And so, well, no need to tell them because we're going to replace all these machines. By the time we actually do the install, we'll be using our stuff. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was, I think you had marketers in charge of everything and they were just like, look, what we're selling is the promise of this. That's what they're Right, buying. right, right. Which we is kind of what I talked about. We'll yeah. be able to innovate our way into actually having this product. And nobody ever like sat down and said, that's kind of unethical though, right? <laughs> and so I just wanna know, I wanna know where on this like spectrum they were, they landed of like, when was the first time that they just didn't tell their investors where they were actually at, you know? And, or, or when was the first time? Was it this real gradation thing of, they, they did a demonstration for somebody they didn't know was an investor, yeah. they thought it was just a customer, and that investor decided to throw in money and tell their friends. And now you can't really like, you're in this weird space of like, well, we'll just keep the story going. Or was it always just this intentional, what we're doing is we're selling the dream. You know, I, that's my question. Is this so these next four or these next two um, lies <laughs> okay. um, will really make you wonder. Uh, so here's the first one. Um, this is technically number four here. Uh, she lied about their military contracts. She said to their investors that their technology had been deployed by the U.S. Department of Defense in the battlefield in Afghanistan and on medevac that's, helicopters. That's super impressive. Like that. Yes, that's a, it. It was in use for the Department of Defense um, in a burn study, but it was never actually used in a battlefield, never in Afghanistan, and never on medevac helicopters. So it's kind of like this habit of maybe stretching the truth a little bit, yeah. and, or maybe, or like, or you like, did she actually think that happened? And, and cause when I get to, okay, so there's this next one. And then I, when I get to number six, you're gonna go, maybe she just doesn't get it. I don't know. Um, so number five, she said that they were going to make a hundred million dollars a year. Uh, they ended up making about a hundred thousand a year. 
She's, no, no, no. A hundred with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said they would make, I'm, I'm reading that right. They, <laughs> there's a lot of zeros here. So she said, we're going to make a hundred million dollars in revenue and that they were on track to generate a billion dollars. This was in 2015. Um, it turns out that they made just a hundred thousand dollars and we're nowhere near the hundred million mark. I mean, we're talking like that's, that's quite a bit to be off by. That's a, that's a, that's a thousand factor. Yeah, that's a that's a couple orders of magnitude. And yeah, yeah. To be off by a, an order of magnitude is an issue. To be off by a couple is you're really certain. That's to- another one where you're like, so I I don't know. Like you hear those two things and you're like, gosh, like the she military one. You go, was she mistaken? And then and then the thing that makes me go, was she mistaken? Was number six. She said that they didn't need to get FDA approval for what they were doing which according to the, but they said, we're going to do it anyways because it's the gold standard and we should. Well, um, it turns out that the FDA uh, said, no, it's it's required and they have records telling her so. Um, I think, I think. But she told, while raising money, she told investors, and this is why the SEC is interested. Oh, no, no, the process is voluntary. We don't have to do it, but we're, we're choosing to. Um. And that's where the SEC, again, that's where the SEC steps in, right? Dude, like, can't, you can't lie to investors. That's a, that's a problem. And that's a, that's a big one. And um, yeah. And then by the way, the, the last one, which eh, is what yeah. it is. Uh, they just, they told the media everything, right? They, oh, yeah. they didn't just tell it to their potential clients. They didn't just tell it to investors. They also pumped it to the media. She was on the cover of Forbes magazine as being awesome. And um you know, things like that for what they were doing. And, uh, yeah. So it turns out if they, um, if, if, or when <laughs> it gets sold or liquidated, uh, she won't get the profit from any of her equity until over $750 million is returned to investors and other shareholders, which given how much money they, uh, did not make and, <laughs> uh, and their, and their valuation, yeah. um, We'll see. Yeah, I just, I we'll do, see. Having, having run the numbers, I have noticed how far short $100,000 falls of $750 million. So, yeah, yeah. That. They raised $700 million. So, yeah, yeah. A little bit of an issue. But no, that's a great question. Like, how does, outside of like trying to do a Ponzi scheme type of thing, like purposely going out there and defrauding people. Like, how do you, you know, how do you get on, to this? Honestly, what it is, is I think that a lot of times it's, it's one of those things where when you couple, when you couple the white combinator guys comments in comments like that, cause there's a lot of people that, you know, move fast and break things, yeah. um, you know, fake till you make it. Uh, the, and, and then they, and then you give the explanation behind these bold, counterintuitive statements and you realize actually what you've said is not really true. You know, you're not really faking it until you're making it. What you're doing is you're, you're, you're testing an interface and using that to determine where to invest next. Ultimately you're delivering on your promise and you're being ethical about to your, right. You're, you're telling everybody the truth ultimately really and truly um, the, the, you know, move fast and break things. The, the Facebook story. Like, yeah, and I think the point in like on that blog post was to say, don't don't spend all your time and energy making this. Do your test, build it, and then come to us for money once you've figured out the secret sauce right. piece. It's like you can do this on your own. That's what's cool about this idea. 
Right. And Facebook's, you know, move fast and break things. One of the interesting parts about Facebook is that the servers never go go down. Like the only time Facebook has ever gone down was when like internet infrastructure goes down and not Facebook's internet infrastructure, but like domain name servers and they get pointed to my personal Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, exactly. Because as fast as they move and as much as they break, somehow they manage to move fast and never break anything. Um, and that's important to understand if these, like at the core of these bold statements are, they're kind of disingenuous. They're, they're, well, they're and their break things is saying we're breaking expectations and we're not going to say we're doing things the way it's always been done. No, let's break that. The feature, whatever they make will work. Right. You know, like some would say they broke messenger when they added stories to the top of it. And, right. and I think yeah. that's an appropriate use of that term. The app always worked. Say, but then you meet somebody who's a bit of a liar and unethical and has a hard time understanding why ethics are important. And then you start throwing at her accolades, attention and billions of dollars and, and expectations. All sudden, and all of a sudden those, you know, the, 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 the loose moral fiber coupled with the encouragement of bold, but inaccurate statements, you start to, you can totally see how somebody in her position, if you could, you know, let yourself pretend like lions totally chill for a couple of seconds and think, well, this is what, like, they, you feel like you're not alone in these actions. And yeah, you yeah. feel like you're doing what, quote, everybody else is doing or what everybody's telling you to do. You're getting by yeah. on it. And I think the interesting part is, is that she could not have done it alone. That's the part that is really interesting. Is yeah, that that's Other people true. had to have bought into the, the... Um, you know, into the deception. Now, they, so then the next question becomes like, were there, because I can totally see how if you're just some lowly, you know, tech and you're being told, hey, take the blood sample from the Walgreen guys and like run it on these other machines. Don't do it in the room. And you might think, well, that's kind of weird. I mean, like we just told them we were going to do it on these machines, but whatever, like I can't lose this job. This is what I do. And you just yeah. can't do it. Like I could see people falling into that trap. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, but there, there had to have been people that were like, yeah, we get what we're doing here, <laughs> you know? And, and I don't know. That's interesting. That is it's super fascinating. Just watching a bunch of really despicable people sort of join in together. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's tough. You know, I get like trying to come up with, it's a new technology. We're doing something amazing. You feel like you're on the cusp of it at all times. And you just, if we could just figure out this one piece. Well, and it's and like I'll- one of those, like, you know, people have talked about like the perpetual machines, you know, yeah. it's like, man, I feel like we're so close to it. And you're like, yeah, but there's this like, unfortunately there's one law of physics where we're having trouble getting around. Right. We're, we can we, get, we can get to the limit of it, but we cannot touch it. Right. Yeah. The perpetual motion machines are a perfect example of people saying, well, we have this theory that should get us to 110% efficiency. We've gotten to 95% efficiency. We're so close. We should be able to, you know, we're all, we're on the edge of being able to break through. And so we'll just, we just need a little more money to get that last breakthrough. So we're going to fake it just a little bit, but we're so close. It'll pay off. We're going to name it a hoverboard. We're going to name it a perpetual motion machine. 
it's not really, we know it, but we're not going to correct yeah. you either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Technically, you only get 95% of the energy out that you put into it. So we're pretty close, but... But it's also you know, not and, bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it depends on how you calculate it, you know, and, and yeah, and you could just, I could totally see. Yeah, that's actually a really good analogy. She's, a, she's one of the, she's, she's a literal snake oil salesperson. This is what this is what snake oil salespeople do is they sit there and they say, hey, it has all these health benefits. And um, and if you just take this, it'll do good for you. And the thing is, is that the power of uh, uh, the, placebo. the placebo effect. Oh, sorry, sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I should have gone. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a real <laughs> measurable thing. It has medical, you know, validity. You people get better. People take the snake oil and get better. That is not a false statement. The thing is, is that it's placebo. So charging people extra money for a placebo and lying to them and getting extra money from your investors, well, that's like unethical and really illegal. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's what she was doing. She was a snake oil salesman. She just was a super successful snake oil salesman. Um, Dude, that's, that's the other thing about technology that just, it yeah. amplifies all of these things where, People are you know, back, you were talking about like back in the day, oh, you're a salesperson and you can only, um, it feels weird using this language about someone. Um, you can only scam so many people. Like how many towns can you hit in a year, right? That was yeah. like, that was your limit. Or, and, and with this, it's like, no, it's technology. We can, we can ramp this up and be worth $9 billion. Whereas beforehand, like you could make, you could probably make a million dollars doing something like that. And it's just like the technology is allowed such a scale now where like things like this, you just go, whoa. And I mean, the worst part is like, we all, we all wanted the company to work. Like that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was right. We were hoping they were right because that would be Yeah, like, you're not gonna you're not gonna look that close because she's the she, the company, is telling me what I want to hear. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm you know, into that. You know who Especially I'm if they can return two hundred tests in another room. All right. Why would I why would I question that? You know who I'm really looking forward to uh finding out is doing this the same thing? Um <laughs> is uh Magic Spiegel. Oh, yeah, you know what? I thought about them too. I was like, yeah. you know, I wonder if They're, that's one of them. Yep, it totally is. They've figured something out. They've got they've got a seed of action. I don't think they'll get SEC issues. My 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 bet is that they've been honest enough with their investors that yeah. they won't get in legal trouble and lose all their equity, but there's no way that they're worth what they they say. I think he's just great at selling a dream. And yep. he's been very clear about that, which is why they don't have a product. But um, I think he's been, he's just a fantastic, he, like if you combined him with Theranos, we would probably be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the, that's the sense that I get. Um, that's the sense that I get. Well, there you go. So that's what's up with Theranos. They're in trouble. They don't make what they said anymore. They're in the process of imploding. Um, we'll see. We probably won't talk about him anymore because that's how we are. But um, <laughs> I will probably mention him at some point. Um, but our our question for you, um, I don't know. What's our question for them? Um, you know, what do you think? Do you think that she was, uh, she's a pathological scammer out to get you kind of person? Or do you think it was just one of those pot slowly boiled and the, the truth kind of got away from you and you liked the attention and... Uh, all of that and you just kind of let it keep going, especially 
thinking other people do it too. I know with all of this um, uh, harassment stuff going around, I've got to imagine that she was not immune from things like that. And um, she probably saw a side of humanity too that we're that you and I are just not um, exposed to, to make her go, this is totally acceptable. And um, I, man, that sounds horrible to say that, but I, I have a hunch that that plays a role in all of this as well. Um, but we'd like to know what you think. You know, is um, yeah, what do you guys think? Let us know. And with that, we want to say thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate it. You can check out all the links to the show on furloughbros.com slash 331, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. We want to say thank you to um, primarily um, Stephanie Lee of BuzzFeed for really doing a ton of research and breaking it all down very simply. Thanks, Steph. And uh, this podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you and Modern Medicine. Go get yourself some, or as my um, daughter would say, do you need some medicine? <laughs> um, she'll, she'll test my heart and she'll, sounds good. Need some medicine? Like, I don't think it works that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but, the doctor. Um, you tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just like, any of my heart sounded good. So, all right. Um, but yeah, get yourself some modern medicine. And so with that, I am James Furlow. And my Thanos-fearing brother uh, is Matthew Furlow. And so we will talk next time. 